So good to see you, brother and sister, this morning. I hope you can hear me because many times people tell me that my voice is too low and too soft. So I'm trying to be more powerful today. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, I want to start by reading you uh, from the Bible in John 21, 15, 17, when uh, Jesus speaks to Peter. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. The second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Lord, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So that's from the Bible. Then I want to read Father's word on the harvest season for God's providence in 1982. The purpose of the Unification Church is to train each of you and graduate you with a license of true love. Regardless of where your license is printed, the important thing is who signed it. The PhD candidate can never receive his degree until the professor in charge signed for him. You want to receive the signature of God and true pants on your true love license. Reverend Moon is like the professor in charge of the member of the Unification Church. The subject of learning is true love. I push you out into the situation in society that will train you and season you as a true love champion. You do not sit in classrooms, but you learn through activities. The purpose of all those activities is to enable me to sign you your true love certificate. So that's uh, our father's word. When I was, uh, last week I was uh, thinking about the sermon I have to give today. I'm not the best at public talking, but anyway, I, it's a good experience for me <laughs> to do this. Um, I, was, I was going shopping on Tuesday, and I was just walking, not thinking about anything else, thinking why I have to buy this and that. No, I even, my mind was completely empty. And I was just walking around the, in, around the street. And suddenly, from nowhere, came a kind of inner voice who told me, feed my sheep. And I felt, wow, why is it coming? Where does it come? You know, it's, it came from like nowhere. So I thought, oh, oh, maybe that's a good title for my, my speech this morning. <laughs> 
So I thought about it and reflecting on on that that uh, voice and what I heard. It reminded me of a, a dream I had in England when I came in 1978 and uh, we started home church. At that time, I had home church first in London and then later on, the Belgian brother and sister, we moved to Manchester and uh, we did home church there. And at that time, I had a dream. And in my dream, I dreamt that I was a shepherd and I was big and strong and, and tall and I had a big stick in my hand. And I was walking in the countryside and it was a lot of hill and very, very white landscape. And there were sheep a bit everywhere, but they were all spread out, some going that direction, some different direction. And I was there walking and, and there was some, someone, something with me. I don't know if it was a dog or something, some, I don't know exactly what it was, but somebody was accompanying me. And then, uh, then I, I heard the voice, feed my sheep. And uh, I took my big stick and I banged the ground. And then all the sheep came from everywhere. <laughs> they all came around and they all came around me. <laughs> it was quite amazing. And uh, then I was giving them something. I don't know what it was, but I was giving something to all the sheep. I don't know if it was books or something I was giving them. So that was the dream that uh, yeah, was stuck with me. So I don't know. I felt that God was calling me and all of us to be shepherd and to bring together uh, the sheep of the world, people who are lost in different places. So that felt that was the message that God was giving me that I need to be the shepherd. I need to bring all these people who are spread out everywhere. Anyway, so I just wanted to tell you about this. It was quite an amazing experience for me, having that, that kind of voice telling me feed my sheep, walking, shopping, and then that dream. Anyway, I would like uh, uh, this morning uh, to tell you uh, basically what I did in Watford. And uh, first I want to explain to you more the external aspect, the result, but also I want to tell you about the internal aspect, what was going on inside me, how all the, what I went through spiritually and the struggle and everything. Because external result is always the result of internal result also. <laughs> so, um, well, I... My family, uh, my, my husband Patrick and my two, two sons, we came back to, we were in America, and uh, I don't want to tell you my whole life story, but anyway, I just want to tell you from the time I came to Watford. And uh, we came to, um, to, to the, we came back to the UK because Father was calling us for the hometown Providence. And Patrick, Patrick was born in London, so um, the, my sister, uh, the sister of Patrick lived in Watford and she welcomed us to her house. So we stay at her house. We came in 1997 uh, back uh, to, to the UK. 
And uh, so we had to settle in Watford. It was not easy. We, had to, we, f we first found a school for the children, and then we tried to find a horse close to the school. And uh, every morning I was walking with the children to school, and on the way back I was always praying. And I was praying, I want this town, Watford, to become a Chongilguk town. And that was my prayer every day when I was coming back from uh, uh, bringing the children to school. So what happened is that uh, later on, uh, there was a woman federation, bridge of peace going on in London, and uh, Krista called me and she asked me, Francoise, could you find some, to invite some people to come to that uh, event in London? Then I decided to call all the consular in Watford. And the only one who responded was Dorothy Thornhill. She was a consular at that time. So Dorothy came to that uh, sisterhood ceremony between uh, reaching out to a, a Japanese sister and she was matched with Mrs. Fuji. And uh, when she came back, she was very enthusiastic about her uh, experience and very moved. And uh, she, was ve she became very supportive of uh, the Women Federation. She became a mayor, and then she became an elected mayor, and now she's in the House of Lords. She's a, uh, yeah, she's a baroness in the House of Lords. And uh, she had been supporting me in Watford in all what I've been doing from the very beginning. So what happened is that uh, in, uh, when my husband was looking for a job at the beginning and it was, quite, it was quite hard and he went to the library and at the library he found a, a poster and it was from the chair of uh, Watford Interface Association, uh, Mr. Zarosh, Shahanji Zarosh. And he was looking for a volunteer to help him in his office because he, he had so many paper and he wanted to make order in his office. So uh, Patrick gave me the paper and I said, oh, maybe I, I'll go and check. Maybe I can volunteer. So I volunteered in the office of uh, Mr. Zarosh, who, who also was the uh, president of uh, Religion for Peace in Watford, in uh, the UK. And by me helping him to organize all his paper, he became the head of Religions for People in Europe. And then, um, then at, at, that, at that time also, uh, I, I, I was thinking, yeah, so I, I was helping him in the office. Later on, a few years later, not long time ago, when I met him again, he thanked me and he said, Francoise, because you helped me in my office, when I had to go to meeting, I could find my paper very quickly. And because of that, I could go high up. And because of that, also, I, our, our organization managed to get funding because I, I could easily find all the paper I needed. So he was very grateful for the experience. He went, he went to, uh, to some of our events, but... Uh, People high up in the organization told him, warned him about, oh, they are the money, be careful, you know, they will really take advantage of you. So, so he became a bit distant. But, uh, and then eventually what I, in 2000, I, I became, eventually I became a, 
uh, he was a uh, president, the chair of uh, Watford Interface Association. So I decided to become a member of uh, Watford Interface Association. So, but he knew I was unificationist, so, you know, it was, didn't trust so much, uh, a bit of a problem with us. But uh, I, I kept going, I kept going to the meeting and serving tea and coffee. And then one AGM, I invited Jeff to come. And then one of the Muslim men asked Jeff to become on, come on the committee. But I still was uh, the one, uh, uh, I was not on the committee. But then what happened is that uh, the treasurer resigned and they could not find anybody. So the, they asked me, oh, Francois, could you do the, become the treasurer? And I, I said, well, I, I never study account. I never, t I don't know any, anything. But that Muslim man insisted, you can do it, you can do it. And many times he was coming back to me. Then in the end I said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so then I, I became the treasurer and I'm still the treasurer today. That was 14 years ago. So, and uh, I managed to get a lot of funding for interface. And so they are quite, they, they want to keep me, you know? <laughs> they don't want me to go. So because of that, I, I was co-opted as a, member of the committee because I got that, you know, that new position. And because of that, I could also influence what for interface. And uh, one of the things that I, I suggested to them is to do an interface pilgrimage around Watford. Because I saw a town, you can easily walk to everywhere. You can go to the mosque, the synagogue. In, in one afternoon, you can visit everybody. So I thought it was a good thing to do. And uh, because not many people were coming to our interface event, but I say, if you go to them, then they have no choice, we'll be there. And uh, this has a big impact on our town because they start to, the beginning they were fundamentalist, but with time they change. And uh, so it had a good, good influence on Watford. So we had our last, uh, not long recently, we had our 14 pilgrimage uh, no, two, two Sundays ago, and it was very moving. So what happened in 2003, uh, because of the event going on, the 9-11, I felt really concerned about the impact that would have on our world and, and impact on, and I didn't know what I can do. You know, I'm just a little person. I don't have any position, nothing. So, but uh, I thought, I want to, I want to do something. And, uh, you know, with the Women Federation, we have a sisterhood ceremony. And I thought that was a good way. I wanted to bring Christian and Muslim together, Muslim women, Christian women together. So anyway, I, I will not go in all the detail, but eventually um, we managed to do it. And uh, we had like 40, 40 ladies who crossed the Bridge of Peace, 20 Muslim and 20 uh, Christian, they came together, and there were other people there too. So it was quite an amazing event, and the mayor of Watford was there too. And at the end, we did a dance together, and we invited the Jewish ladies too. So we had the Jewish, and you know, so it was quite, uh, quite a moving experience. So, so we developed. I developed the Bridge of Peace, and we had many meetings afterwards. And in two thousand and seven. Uh, the, the mayor received money from the central government 
to help relationship with the to um, to deal with the problem of the threat of uh, terrorism and uh, so that that uh, funding is called prevent and it was they were just starting to develop that project to help to uh, you know so that most uh, young people don't get uh, you know become terrorists basically so they wanted to so Dorothy got that money and she asked me Francoise I, I want to give you that money because in what was we got high percentage of Muslim so she she called me to the town hall and uh, so the governor uh, she had 23,000 pounds and she wanted to give it to me <laughs> so, uh, just a little just three little ladies you know <laughs> doing the bridge of peace and you know little group so I don't want to go in detail because it takes too long to explain everything but so eventually we got that money but just to tell you uh, they, they say because she wanted me to be ambassador between the two community so all right so um, also in 2005 I went to visit the, we had a new chaplain in Watford. So I went to visit him and I thought, oh, I better bring a Muslim lady and a Christian lady to, to show what, to the chaplain what I'm doing. But the Christian lady could not come. So then I asked Judith Bruni, who is the secretary of uh, Watford Interface. So she came with me and, and Sharifa, the Muslim lady. We went to visit the chaplain of the town. And at that time, we thought we don't, we want to go broader. We don't want just to be just a woman meeting together. We want to include the whole town. So that's how we started the what for celebration. So we brought together people from all the different community of Watford, and uh, we had uh, for it, uh, for 17 years I did that in Watford together. We had to, to start with we had a good team, and but with time going by. Our, our committee became less and less people on the committee, so eventually uh, I could not keep going because not enough support, and somebody not uh, is taking care, taking over the what for celebration. Uh, in in two another thing that we are doing in what for is in 2013, 2013 we started uh, what for interface association uh, with especially uh, Jeff, Judith, and myself, we, we started the, bridge, uh, the, the Peace Garden in, in Watford. So that, uh, that was, again, uh, bringing... We had the support of all the, the community in Watford. And uh, so the, the, the Peace Garden... As I'm the treasurer, I, I was getting all the money. <laughs> because they know me. They know me for so many years since I got that big funding from the central government. So they, they trust me 100%. I'm, I'm in a, I was in the position that they even, they asked me, first of all, do you need money? Do you need money for the Peace Garden? Do you need money for this? I said, oh, okay, okay. And so I, they were very keen on supporting those projects that we were doing. So yeah, the, the Peace Garden has been quite a success and uh, the mayor, is always asking if there's something happening in the world, the mayor is asking us to meet at the Peace Garden. So we, we did vigil for various things for Ukraine, for uh, what happened in Turkey, and anyway, many things. And 
we have been uh, meeting there for, yeah. So, yeah, the peace guy has been quite successful. So what, what happened is that our MP uh, of Watford, he, he is very supportive of interface. And uh, re recently in November, he invited, uh, invited me and, and well, Judith and me to the parliament. And so we, we went to the parliament and uh, he had uh, reserved a room in the parliament where he was inviting all the minister and the MP to come, and he was promoting interface, seeing that interface was a positive, uh, positive, uh, something positive for our community to bring community together. So we were there, and um, the interface network for the UK, which is an umbrella organization of all the interface work uh, organization in in the UK, and the MP himself. I was saying, oh, Watford is one of the most successful interface organizations in the UK. So then uh, all the ministers were coming, ministers were coming one by one, taking their picture, say a few words and go, another minister, for two hours, we had some MP and minister coming. We could not speak very much because they were all in a hurry. I think at that time there was a reshuffling in the, at that, uh, of the in the parliament, so <laughs> did not much time. So, yes, so that's uh, basically, basically, so I, I just want, to, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know that we could have a PowerPoint presentation, otherwise I would have shown you some photo of uh, what we have been doing. But uh, uh, anyway, so just, so that, so anyway, I want, no, I want to, I want to speak to you about more uh, uh, the internal uh, aspects of uh, what I've been doing. So uh, what happened, what motivated me and is uh, that uh, our true, true father told us about uh, God's heart and God's situation, that uh, it was something that uh, really was quite um, quite new, uh, coming from a, I come from a Catholic background, and our understanding of God is was uh, quite different, and it was more uh, understanding that we we were asking God for this and that, and you know, and I, I want help this and there, or I want anyway in different situations. But also, Father explained to us about God's heart and the suffering. Of, of God because of the fall, losing his children and, uh, and the pain throughout all his story, knowing what, what God went through, all the challenges uh, and the, the setback because we cannot, many times we cannot fulfill what God is asking us to do. So I've, uh, for the moment, I'm... Um, I'm a, since the beginning of the years, I joined a, a, a study club of the Bible, and uh, we are reading the Old Testament and the New Testament. And for me, it has been very deep experience discovering more about what, in the providence, what God has gone through from the beginning of time, all the struggle, you know, with the people who don't fulfill their responsibility, 
and you, you just uh, cause a lot of trouble and set back and, you know, made everything delay, delay, delay all the time. So um, I, I discover more, when I discover more the heart of God, then I felt, you know, I want to, I want to do something. Okay, I'm just a little person, <laughs> you know, but uh, I want to give something to God. I want to comfort or really do something to show that there's hope and that we can do it. So I'll give you like my experience doing the what for celebration. It was sometimes very hard to do it because people know we have a, a committee of people. We are all volunteer, and many times people, some people don't do their responsibility. So I, I was trying to feel all the when there was something not done, I was doing it. So I ended up doing so many things. <laughs> I was, you know, anyway, a lot of things, trying to make it happen for, for 17 years. And uh, especially at the end, it became really hard. But uh, what motivated me is that I was praying and I said, Heavenly Pass, I, I want to give you a little joy. I want to give you, I want to show you that this is possible for people to come together and have a good time together. People from all different nations or all different religions and that they can really, they can be friends together. And that was my motivation. I wanted to really give something to God, but I felt I cannot solve the problem of the whole world. I'm sorry, every father, every parent. I cannot, it's too much. But at least I can give you something to give you a smile or make you happy. And uh, I felt like a child giving a flower to his parents. You know, parents have lots of problems, lots of uh, concern and, and difficulty, but they cannot share the whole thing to their children. But when the child comes back from school and shows a picture or give a flower or do something, it uh, warms up the heart of the parents. So I felt that that's what I was doing. I wanted to do that. I wanted to show give something to my heavenly parents to comfort them, even if it's a small thing. So, and the atmosphere at those what was celebration were quite amazing, quite a high atmosphere where people really enjoyed a lot and, and the mayor and everybody supported it. And it was a really amazing experience. So, yeah, Jesus said, do you love me? then if you love me, feed my sheep. So I thought, yeah, do I really love God? Do I really love to pass? If I really love them, then I have to take care of my brother and sister. I have to take care of my, my sheep, who are my brother and sister, my community, where I am, wherever I am. Even it's a small thing, still, if I can show my heart of wanting to comfort God, and then at least I can show uh, some sympathy and some support and, and give some hope that we can do it. The world can change. All depends on us. So in, in my dream, I was a shepherd. So it means that we all have to become shepherds. We all have to become shepherds and, and gather the sheep and, and give to the sheep what they need. 
so they can grow and, and, and be happy, and the shepherd will be happy too. So by, by doing this kind of prayer and trying to connect with God's heart, and I, the spiritual world becomes very active to help you. And uh, I, I had many experiences, like that spiritual experience, where I felt God's help. One of, uh, one of them was, after situation 9-11, I was very concerned by what was going on for the future of our world. And uh, so I, I decided to do that uh, bridge of peace between Christian and Muslim women. But it was a difficult time because my son was not well and he was in hospital. And uh, it was quite a serious situation, even to the, to the point that we didn't know if he live or die. So I was in the hospital together with him and with uh, my husband. And a, a few days earlier, uh, what happened, I, I made that decision. I will do uh, in, in front of, in a meeting of Watford Interface Association where they were discussing about the contribution of women for peace in the world. I made that declaration to public declaration that I will do a sisterhood, a bridge of peace between Christian and Muslim. So I made that decision uh, publicly. So I thought I have to do it. But my son, is, my son was in the hospital and I didn't know should I stay with him or should... And that same time that he was admitted, I had an appointment with a Muslim woman to start the Bridge of Peace. So I thought, uh, what shall I... I was struggling inside, you know. I didn't know what will happen with my son. So, uh, but... But Patrick told me, Francoise, you have to keep your appointment. You have to go. I'm, I will be here. Don't worry. So I, I thought I was a bit troubled by what was going on. So I went to the chapel of the hospital and I, I prayed in the chapel to, to calm me down and to, to get my mind together again. And uh, at that time, when I finished my prayer, I heard somebody in the background praying. And uh, he prayed in a foreign language. And uh, when, when I, I look, it was a Muslim man uh, who was praying. And uh, in front, on the, there was a table, and there was a Bible and a Koran next to each other. So then I thought, oh, that's a sign that God wants me really to go ahead and uh, do that bridge of peace between Christian and Muslim. So this showed that... Uh, really spiritual world was trying to show me clearly that, yes, please go ahead. Don't worry about your son. So, so that's how I started. So, anyway, at other experience, we brought the, when, when I, after a few years, uh, 12 years, I think, after 12 years, I stopped uh, doing more gathering for the Bridge of Peace and the sisterhood because many ladies were going different directions so then uh, we decided to donate our peace arch to the peace garden and uh, so but uh, what happened is that the arch was destroyed and uh, destroyed twice so then at that time I felt really really bad I thought oh my goodness 
this I, all this what I do, done, maybe the, God doesn't accept me, doesn't accept all what I did, maybe what I did was not right. And I was struggling quite a lot with it. For, we tried to put it back, but we could not manage. To, we put it back once and it was destroyed again. So I thought, oh, maybe this is a sign, you know, that all what I'm doing is no use. And so I was a bit struggling. But then, amazingly, uh, people came and they told, told me, oh, Francoise, where is that arch? We don't see it anymore. What happened to it? Oh, they say, I say, yeah, it was somebody, it was destroyed. So, and then people came together in an amazing way that uh, I didn't do anything. It's like everybody came together and say, oh, we'll, we'll bring back the arch. And uh, so, so uh, one of our members of, uh, what, uh, of what was interface, he took the lead and uh, he, he, he found somebody to build the arch. And the young people who were helping in the Peace Garden, we have young people coming in the summer volunteer. They make, they raise funds for the Peace, they raise funds for the Peace Garden. And the councillor who worked together with us told, oh, we have to use that money to rebuild the arch. So the young people gave the money and the, and that man, in, his name is Sri Mohan. It took the responsibility to bring it back. I didn't do anything at all. They just, the community wanted to have it back. And I felt it was like God telling me, oh, Francoise, don't worry, you know. You are all right. You're okay. What you did was okay. So it was really very moving for me to see what was going on. Yeah. So, no. Everything that we do, there's nothing with free. Everything has to be paid. There's always a cost for anything. Or if you want to go to a high level, there's a kind of indemnity that has to be paid for you to move to, to yeah. So also, what, what must be my attitude? My attitude, Father speak many times about uh, to go to zero point. So I have to be completely selfless. I cannot uh, revendicate anything for myself. I have to give everything to God and to true parents and not try to bribe about what I'm doing. So that was, so this is important to overcome my fallen nature and to be selfless, living for the sake of others. So I make a lot of condition, prayer condition in the night or reading Father's Word, and yeah, and also I, I started for servant of servant, started at the bottom and build up with time. So it started, basically I, start, I became part of uh, what was interface uh, before, in 1999, that was the first time I, I became member. So it's over 21 years. And uh, so, but I started at the bottom. I was serving, serving tea and coffee during the interface uh, meeting. And then bit by bit, you know, they eventually they recognize you. Then you go higher and higher and uh, you are completely recognized uh, at the end. And now, starting from the bottom, I, I'm 
basically telling what was in their face, many times suggesting what, what to do. <laughs> so, and uh, also, I'm very friendly with the mayor, with all the high level, the councillor in Watford know me. And uh, so, but this building up with long, long time of uh, investment. So, yeah, so our last thing was going to Parliament. So, going to Parliament and be accepted almost on a national level. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that's uh, basically my, my experience in what was, yeah. I could go more in detail, but I, I think it's too long. And uh, it's, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I could not show you any picture, but anyway. You can, you, you can hear my, what, I, I, what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, so um, I want to conclude with uh, two fathers' words. It's, uh, God is not interested in a world of worship and religion. This is not what we were created for. He wants a world of true families, a world where everyone becomes one with him, representing him in heart and love. So that was Father saying in 1983. That concludes my, my speech. Yeah. So, shall I say a prayer? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Good morning, our dear beloved Evely Pan. We are so grateful to come together this morning and share about your work, what you have been doing throughout all history, trying so hard to reach us. It had been a very long journey and many setbacks because we could not fulfill our responsibility. But every parent, you never gave up on us, even though we caused you so much heartache, you kept going and you keep having hope that one day we will be completely restored and back to you as your original children the way you wanted us to be from the beginning of age. We are so grateful, Heavenly Parents, for our true parents, because without them, we could never speak to you the way we do today. We really feel like we are coming home. Our true home is you, Heavenly Parents, and we are grateful for our father and for our mother, who went through so much indemnity and hardship, so that today, this truth and understanding can be given to all of us. So I'm very grateful, every parents, for everything. Even sometimes we go through difficult times, but our difficult times are nothing compared to what our true parents went through and what you went through. So every father, we want to be grateful. We want to keep going and do our best to offer you comfort and hope for the future. So please, Heavenly Father, make all my brothers and sisters, make us strong and determined and uh, make us that, give us love in our heart and wisdom to know how to deal with people or to guide them to know about you. Heavenly Parents, I pray that you can guide us in our week coming. And I want to offer this prayer together with my brother and sister here this morning. I report this as Francis Murphy, Murphy family, Blessed Central family. Adieu, adieu.